Well, I was a little sick to do an episode yesterday, and I think Ranger fans are a little sick today. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Manager of the Year Award. Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies is going to stop by to talk about the fate of his team. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who's been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade. And I'm now in the offseason after finishing my fifth full season here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making it your first listen. As we're available wherever you get your podcasts, if you happen to listen every day, then please do me a favor. If you're going to be putting uh, comments or anything out there on social media, put in that hashtag, EverydaySully. And this is a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Uh, this is a daily reminder. I have to do the awards that are being announced now are based on the regular season. So uh, if you disagree with what they are based on what happened in the postseason, I remind you these were all tallied. In the regular season, further cementing, I believe, the need to have some sort of election night in baseball that happens just before the postseason begins. By the way, for those of you who are member, everyday Sully listeners, I'm sorry I didn't post a show yesterday. Um, I my lost my voice. I had a, I was having horrible allergies. I just couldn't talk. Uh, it was painful to talk. Probably my voice is still a little raspy right now. But uh, um, I just I couldn't pull it off, and I just was too tired. And I said, "You know what? We are you are going to get five original shows this week. You're going to five original shows, uh, and it's uh, we're going to get through it." Um, as I mentioned, <clears throat> Paul Holder of Locked On Rockies is going to be on later in the show uh, tomorrow. John Frisch from Locked On Angels is going to be a guest in the show. We're going to talk a little bit about the hiring of Ron Washington and the Otani situation. Let's break down the Manager of the Year <clears throat> in the. American League, Brandon Hyde of Baltimore won. And I am not at all surprised by this. And Ranger fans probably threw something at their screen. And as people who don't remember that these are regular season awards, how can you not give it to Bochi? Because this was all tallied up before the playoffs got started. And remember, yes, Bochi took his team when they finished tied with the Astros at the end of the year. They had massive ups and massive downs, and he had to deal with tons of injuries. Brandon Hyde took a team that was in the same division as Boston, same division as the Yankees, same division as the playoff-bound Blue Jays, same division as the Rays, who got off that incredible start. And they went on to post the best regular season record of any team in the American League. Yes, even better than the Houston Astros. And they did so with a cut-and-paste starting rotation and injuries to key players, and Brandon Hyde, led the Orioles, to the surprise of many, to the American League East title. And so, yeah, they got thumped by Texas. They were an afterthought in the postseason. But these aren't postseason awards. 
These are regular season awards. Plus, remember, I have what is called the Coen Brothers rule, that if you've already won an award, I can't get mad that you don't pad your award with more, you know, by winning it multiple times. Bruce Pochi has won the manager of the year, oddly not as a member of the Giants, but as a member of the San Diego Padres. So he already has that on his resume. And trust me, Pochi would much rather have another World Series title, which has cemented his already locked in bid to be a Hall of Fame manager and over another manager of the year award. By the way, Braden Hyde, has shown that he is a solid manager. He did a very, very good job this year. So the other, uh, so Hyde got 27 first place votes. Bochy got three first place votes. Kevin Cash was in third place. He didn't get any first place votes. I uh, got 13 second place votes. Rocco Baldelli of Minnesota did a fine job with the Twins. Um, he was next. Dusty Baker, of course, and then John Schneider, which I do not understand got uh, one third place vote. Um, I'm sorry, I don't think John Schneider should still have a job, but you know, he, congratulations, you got a point in your manager of the year award. You know, the fact that Dusty is down so low shows that the manager of the year should be called, not necessarily manager of the year, but the manager who you didn't expect to be managing a good team award, which is maybe what Brandon Hyde was. And certainly accounted for Skip Schumacher winning a really a really tightly contested uh, National League Manager of the Year award. Skip Schumacher of the Miami Marlins took his team to the postseason. Uh, the first time they made the postseason since the COVID year, the first time in 162-game season since they won the World Series in 2003. And he had lots of adversity, including, okay, if I, if I, I picked the Marlins to be a wildcard team at the beginning of the year, and one of the big reasons I picked him to be is I thought Sandy Alcantara, who was the National League Cy Young Award winner the previous year, was going to lead them to October glory. If you had told me that the Marlins were indeed going to make the postseason, I would have assumed he was a 20-game winner. Said he had a terrible first half, pitched pretty well the second half, but then got injured and didn't even pitch in the postseason. Tons of injuries on this team, but he did a great job. He got eight first-place votes which, by the way, was the same number that Brian Snitker got, who finished in third place. I thought Craig Council of the Brewers was going to win, but the manager who was heading to the Chicago Cubs finished in second place. But there were first-place votes to one, two, three, four, five, six, count them, six managers in the National League got first-place votes. No one ran away with this. That every All the writers were all over the map. Council got five first-place votes. Snicker got eight first-place votes. Uh, Tori Lavolo of Arizona got four first-place votes. Dave Roberts of L.A. got four first-place votes. And David Bell of the Reds. Remember the Reds? Uh, they He got one first-place vote. Oddly, uh, David Ross got a second-place vote. I, I mean, just think about that for a second. I thought David Ross should have been fired in April. I mean, he was fired after the end of the regular season. And I think he managed them out of a postseason spot. But he got a second-place vote, not a third-place vote. There were only first, second, third-place votes. So somebody thought, nah, he doesn't win, but he's right up there. I will not understand that for the life of me. But there you go. Those are your two manager of the year, Skip Schumacher and Brandon Hyde. And if you say, what the hell were they thinking, remember – 
If they had announced those the day after the season ended, there wouldn't have been a single pe- person out there raising their voice. Well, look at um, we're going to head to the second segment. And Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies. So I'm here to talk a little bit about their place in, in the NL West and hoping that they follow the route of the Arizona Diamondbacks of 100 lost teams who turn things around. First of all, I want to tell you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Check it out. You may even see me. Hey, look at that. Is, is that, am I looking at Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies? I'm here. I'm happy at, to be here. Well, I could have bet that you were going to be there. If you're going to make any bets, I'll tell you exactly where, where would you go if you had to make any bets? Well, I think I'd go to America's number one sports book. I'd go to FanDuel.com, but not just FanDuel.com. I'd go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Casoli, I believe there's a special bonus offer going on right now if people tell me about it i need to know i need to know this, uh nfl action i don't know if you are are someone that uh believes in your football team but if you want to get in on all the action at FanDuel, new customers can get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins so if you're a broncos fan like myself if you believe in russell wilson and the broncos or maybe your favorite football team check out all the action at fanduel.com if you've been if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over, under, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on for all the action this NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Hey, it is Paul Holden here. Welcome back to the show, Paul. Good to see you again. Happy um, to be here. I am a little bit behind in my Broncos fandom. Is Lewis Wright still on the team? Is Carl Mecklenburg still on the team? <laughs> I don't I'm know. How you, like, is, Lyle, the- is Lyle Alzado still on the team? How do you have enough room in your we spent an entire pre-show of you highlighting different threads of alternate baseball universes. And then you're able to then proceed to pull, pull out deep cut Denver Broncos. So your, your, your sports knowledge can, cannot be tamed. I, I really, it's, 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 it's really only baseball. It's really only baseball. <laughs> I had a bunch of cousins who were born and raised in, in Colorado and were big Broncos fans. And my, my cousin Beth still is a rabid Bronco fan, so that's really the only reason I I I, I don't think I can name a single player from the current Broncos. Um, you know, right now, un- unless it's uh, um, uh, is uh, wait a minute, is Chris Harris is no longer on the team, right? He's no, no, longer- no, okay, okay, then then still still a while back. Hey, uh, Paul Holden here. Um, I pinch hit for you for what was it a couple? Yeah, of, like, thanks a week so much or so. for doing that. And and with that, I got a a look at a 
Rockies team a lot closer than most people did this year. Right. Uh, and I have, and, and thankfully I was doing it on the, the week where they absolutely flummoxed the Yankees. So that was a fun time <laughs> to be following them when they had that, that bizarre sweep of the Yankees and the, that weird extra inning game, which I, I, I think may still be going on. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but this was a, well, let's not mince words here. This is a rough, this was a rough year. Any team where you're, you don't crack the 60 win mark. Um, you you kind of hope you get at least six bagel, you know, mm-hmm. on, in the wind calm. And they, they fell just shy of that at 59. Um, I, despite that, I actually think there were some bright parts to this season. And, uh, I, and you are our resident Rocky guy. What are your thoughts on this season? And, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you once I hear your thoughts. I'll tell you why I think there is a little bit of hope moving forward. Yeah, the Rockies uh, first time in franchise history that they lose a hundred games. And uh, there you go, you, first time. There right. you go. Yeah. So you know, it's it's and you know what's really interesting with the Rockies is you can look at it kind of in two different chunks. The Rockies that started the season are completely different from the Rockies that finished the season. The, mm-hmm. the best props that you can give to the Rockies this season was the activity at the trade deadline. They were able to move on from a ton of veterans on expiring contracts, lose some good uh, arms from the bullpen. And that definitely was a factor into why the Rockies bullpen struggled as much as it did in the uh, second half of the season. Pierce Johnson goes and goes to the Braves. Brad Hand also leaves uh, the Rockies. But, you know, losing CJ, you know, moving on from CJ Crone and Randall Gritchick and, 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 and those contracts was massive. And what did the Rockies get for those players? Pitchers. And that's yes. exactly what they needed to do. And, and you know, are those pitchers going to pan out? I, at this point, it doesn't matter. They just got a lot more arms into the system for contracts that they weren't going to continue. And they allowed and freed up a lot of space to let a lot of their young guys play. And we got to see that the Rockies potentially have the best defensive center fielder in baseball. And I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm not, I'm not mincing words when I'm no, saying that. Um, no, you're not. And you, nor you should, nor should you be. Brenton Doyle is going to could his defense will change the narrative for games for the Rockies. It did. I mean, there was, some, yeah. there were moments where the Rockies were tied or, uh, in close ball games, and Brenton Doyle was doing things at center field that the Rockies have never seen before. Now, unfortunately, his offense was abysmal, but he made an adjustment to his swing at the end of the season and was making a, a significant upside. Brenton Doyle has uh, potentially the most upside, I think, of of any player of the Rockies mixed in with uh, another thing the Rockies did in 2024 that people might not realize is they made one of the best trades in baseball. They acquired Nolan Jones for for flipping a prospect, and Nolan Jones was by he he misses out on the awards and some recognition because the Rockies hesitated to play him too long. But right. he was the best player on the Rockies. He's got a cannon yes. of an arm. He's got he's he can hit at cores and on the road. In fact, I believe if I if last time I looked, I'll, I'll I'd have to double check, but he might have been better as a hitter on the road versus Coors Field, which, which you know, is weird. Which is very weird. Which is very weird. But the splits aren't far off. I believe he was like it was like around three hundred on the road and like two eighty four at home batting average wise. It's Nolan Jones has a tremendous amount of upside, and the Rockies have, have struck gold again with their shortstop Ezekiel Tovar is young and and he already he was a Gold Glove finalist. The Rock uh, mm-hmm. uh, there he 
missed out. He lost to Dansby Swanson and I believe another really big name there. Um, so you're not going to be upset with that. The So they have a lot of really exciting young guys. And one of the nice, cool storylines for us Rockies uh, fans too, even though he was banged up, Charlie Blackman is still impactful for this mm -hmm. team, and he's coming back for 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 one more go in, in 2024, which which I think honestly is a great move because Chuck was still swinging the. I mean, he still was hitting triples. He was hitting right. extra base hits. The biggest concerns with the Rockies continues to this pitching staff is decimated, and some of the veteran guys that you have are really Ryan McMahon still hasn't broken out yet. Brendan Rodgers has to play a full healthy season. And of course, the big albatross of of a, of the Chris Bryant contract because mm -hmm. the Rockies have not gotten a, a full season of play from Chris Bryant yet in the first two seasons of that mega deal. All right. Well, let me just tell you, I, you 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 really uh, hit on some of the stuff I want to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, yes, cleaning house of the contracts, and sometimes you sometimes you almost have to go quantity over quality. Sometimes you have to say, hey, look, are you going to get a blue chipper for C.J. Cron? Are you going to blue chipper for some of these guys? No, but if you just flood your system with players who are who could potentially do something, that's better than just letting a player walk. And it always blew, I mean, the, the Rockies a few years ago totally whiffed at the trade deadline when they didn't deal story when he had when he had value. I wonder if they're learning from that. Like someone like Pierce Johnson, they got they got a major league, a pitcher from the who's on the who's on the major league roster now. I mean, is is uh, Victor Vodnik is he on the short list of Cy Young contenders? Not really, but at least you're you you sometimes need to just fill your system where either you know roll the dice and one of them two may win, or you just have good players in your system that may help develop other players. But also, I saw in the week or so that I was filling in for Locked on Rockies uh, over the summer, I got to see uh, Brenton Doyle a bunch. And, okay, he's not no, he's not going to put up offensive numbers that are make people forget about Larry Walker. That being said, you can always get offense at cores. You can always get someone to be like, Oh, your numbers were down last year. Why don't you sign with us and boost your numbers a little bit? But if you have a gold glove center fielder in that gigantic space that is Coors Field, and you don't and you don't have to worry, you know, a great center fielder can give you a little bit of wiggle room in left and right field. And if they wind up having um, Jones is primarily a left fielder, right? I mean, I remember he played some. Nolan Jones played a little left, a little right. Let's yeah. say you have left and right field is Nolan Jones and Doyle. You that's a good def, that's that's good defense out there. And if you have someone chasing down those triples in the alley. Sometimes when if you're not going to build up and this is I think the point you were trying to make here. That if you if you can't build up a you know a 1995 Braves pitching staff in this team, at least put together a solid defensive squad. Tovar, yeah, Jones, yeah. Doyle, you know, behind the plate, Diaz. If you have good defense, at least cut down on the dumb runs. You know they're going to be, score a bunch of runs there anyway, but let's cut down on the dumb runs. And I think that is a big ray of hope for the Rockies to improve on. Well, okay, they're improving on a 59-win season, but I think there is – I have moderate optimism moving forward. 
Yeah, no, that's it, you. You nail it there. That's the thing. We I, we can't get ahead of ourselves because the thing with the Rockies is we have to trust. It's the organization that needs to prove it. There's an exciting young core here. This team might potentially be one of the best defensive teams in baseball. They'll yeah. have five. At the, it might not be crazy to say at the end of the 2024 season, the Rockies have five Gold Glove finalists. I mean, McMahon was a finalist. Tovar was mm -hmm. a finalist. Doyle was a finalist. Nolan Jones missed out on like yeah, by he, like he probably a handful will be of innings. Yeah, he probably he would have been be. up there. Elias yeah. Diaz, uh, you know, he 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 is still a he can ca uh, catch runners stealing. He's mm -hmm. still a fine defensive shorts, uh, uh, defensive right. backstop there. Uh, the Rockies are, you know, first bases. They're not putting Montero on third and worrying about that. Brendan Rogers again. I mean, there, there's another Gold Glove candidate there. I mean, uh, the the Rockies are full of potential. It's just how are they going to navigate this pitching staff because. Two of their main uh, of their pitchers of the of the rotation that they extended go down with significant injuries this year, and you won't see them until uh, halfway at least through the season. So no Herman Marquez, no Antonio Sensatella for the Rockies. Uh, Austin Gomber, I think we have seen at least the best version of the Rockies version. Maybe there's another team out there. Uh, Gomber is fine, and Kyle Freeland is fine but when you look at the the trends of these guys their strikeout numbers are going down their walks are up so this rockies coaching staff it's on them really i mean this team needs to that's the biggest concern of when i look at this because this defense is going to back up this weak rockies pitching staff they're going to be better and they're going i don't buy i don't think by much but this defense is going to help keep them in ball games. It's going to cut down on those situations as long as the pitching can keep it in the yard but it's a matter of this coaching staff being able to get the most out of these players and help these young guys develop and that's what I'm worried because the, they, they haven't moved on from anyone in the pitching department yet Kyle Freeland is trend all is trending downward and the Rockies pitching is in the lowest percentile of strike percentage and walks are way up and they they aren't they and the health of these pitchers I mean lots of Tommy John's going on in th throughout the system too so as, as, as much as there is this glimmer of hope and excitement, because there are some legit interesting players on this team, it's how do the Rockies themselves manage and, and coach and get the most out of these players and then build around them that I'm worried about? Let me give you, before we, before we let you go, Paul, let me give you my little pieces of, of recent history, giving you a tiny glimmers of hope. Um, just looking at Arizona, who two years ago were also a 100-loss team, looking like the proverbial spider in the toilet flailing around. <laughs> um, and this is a team that whiffed on the Bumgarner signing and whiffed on the Goldschmidt trade. You know, they, there's, on that World Series roster, there wasn't anything left over from the Goldschmidt deal. And yeah. Bumgarner was DFA'd. And if you had told me back in 2021, back when the Giants had won 107, Dodgers won 106, Padres were going like supermarket sweep at, at the free agent deadline that the next NL West team to make the world series was going to be Arizona. Uh, I would have loved to have gone to FanDuel to make that bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a couple of things that Arizona did that I think I'm seeing Colorado do was they're emphasizing some de organizational depth. They're emphasizing defense. Now, obviously they, 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 one big on the Zach Gallon trade. So having, you know, having two aces at the top of your staff obviously help a lot. But they became a better defensive team. We're not afraid to cut loose players. And they didn't jettison their manager. 
They didn't jettison Lavolo after the 100-someone lost teams. No, this wasn't your fault. And maybe having a steady hand there instead of handing the car keys to a new person, I think, was the smart thing to do. And I would not begrudge Bud Black, who, again, I don't think is the reincarnation of John McGraw, but he has had good years as a manager. And I like that he's still there. I like that there is that steady hand there. And I think if they focus on, let's make ourselves defensively airtight, you're always going to be able to get hitters. And the defense may be able to make up for some of the pitching uh, shortcomings. It wouldn't surprise me if the Rockies, I don't think they're going to be contenders next year. But it wouldn't surprise me if they're legit contenders by 2025, especially if they continue to develop a solid defensive team to make up for their pitching shortcomings. Yeah, I mean that the the biggest thing is is building a pitching rotation that's going to be able to help them. Why were the Rockies able to make the playoffs uh, in back to back seasons? They didn't have the best rotation in baseball, but they had a good enough rotation. It was, a, it was yeah, it did the job. It did. It the did job. the job, and 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 that's the thing. You know, they extend Herman Marquez even with these injuries. You do have the same type of pitches, but they're getting older. I, I really do think the the Rockies are going to have to convince a flashy pitching name at some point to come and I think that comes after impressing in 2024 where this team is going to be I don't think they're going to be say the Reds or an immediate team that flips around but they're going to be in more ball games they're going to be a more entertaining and better team this year because again that first half of the season was a completely different look at the lineup of uh, uh, that uh, in April and June or uh, you know April and May versus the lineups that were finishing in September and it's a completely different team with with just a mix and and who knows i mean if the rockies do get a full healthy season of chris bryant we haven't seen what that impact might be if if chris bryant still has mvp caliber ball in you know just those elements that mvp elements and and can be some even close somewhere close to what he used to be we haven't seen that yet but the biggest concern for the rockies is going to be pitching but they 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 added the depth, like you said. They I think they got seven pitchers at the trade deadline there. There are some interesting names, and you have Kyle Freeland and uh and uh Oop. uh Austin Gomber there. Well, that was an inadvertent bumper right there, <laughs> but that's gonna I guess that'll take us into our final segment here. So uh Paul Holden, I, you know, look at I'm I'm not trying to be kumbaya with the Rockies here. I mean, obviously they got a long way to go, but I, I, I think uh, a, a baseball team owes if they can't give them a present, they got to at least give them a future, right? You know, if you can't, if you if you're putting, if you're not going to be a contender, especially within expanded playoffs, you at least have to give them a sense of, hey, we we, we know what we're doing. We we got it. We got a direction, and I actually think the Rocks have a direction. I I have a I have. Uh, guarded confidence in them. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's the first time that they've ever signaled that they are in a rebuilding phase by, by doing what they did at the trade deadline, by actually playing these young guys. They haven't cleared up playing time for everybody, and they haven't done anything too flashy in the last couple of years. Uh, this is hopefully the, the, the signs to be encouraged by. And uh, it's just when the time comes again, what are they going to do? And, uh, the big question will be: Is is Brendan Rodgers going to be the next uh, big piece moved from there? That how does the front office handle that? Do they want to move on from what was uh, what I thought was going to be a, a key building piece? So there's the, the the Rockies will not be relevant that much in 2024, 
but they will be a better and more fun team. And they will definitely, uh, Brenton Doyle, these Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones are going to be some of the most fun outfielders in the entire game next well, year. Well, you're going to be one of the most fun Rockies podcasters in the game. Where can people follow your show? You can find us at Locked On Rockies uh, on your favorite streaming service. You can also find us Locked On Rockies on your YouTube channel. And uh, you can follow the show on X at LO Rockies. And uh, I'm at Paul Holden 33. And uh, so what's the next award? Uh, so this is being dropped on Tuesday the 14th. Uh, so on Wednesday, we're going to hear see the Cy Young Awards. Uh, no Rockies there. Like, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, we have our guy from Rockies. Who, uh, I want to get a day in advance. Who's your Cy Young pick? Oh man, I uh, for for me, I, I you know, give it to give it to Gallon. Give it to him. You know, I think that it's he was the key, one of the key pieces, and and one of the, the stability reasons that helped the the, the D backs get there to navigate that 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 difficult uh, second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't think he. I, give it to give it to Gallon. I'm gonna go and 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 root for my my NL West uh, 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 rival there. Yeah, I personally would give it to Gallon, but I think it's gonna go to Snell. My prediction is yeah. gonna go to Snell, and I think Garrett Cole is a no brainer in the American yep. League. And so, um, as we're talking about Rockies and the awards, that brings us to today's trivia question. The trivia question is Rockies centric. Okay. Who was the first Rockies player to crack the top ten? In the MVP vote ever. Don't answer it, Paul. I want to have the I for the for my listeners, for my everyday Sully listeners, put it right here in the YouTube comments. And if you're listening to us on Lockdown Rockies, put it down in the U, in the YouTube comments for Lockdown Rockies or at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. Remember, I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. I see Paul Holden is dying to give his answer, but he's gonna give it to me once the show's over. I don't want to spoil anything here. Talking about the Manager of the Year Award, plus, you know what? There's some optimism in the Rockies. At least they appear to have a plan. Whether or not the plan works is up for debate, but nothing's worse than a rudderless team. And I think Mr. Triceratops has put a rudder into the water. Unfortunately, they're in Denver. Not a lot of places to row. This has been a Locked On MLB, Locked On Rockies crossover. He's Paul Francis Holden. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call one of us Sully. It's up to you to guess which one. <laughs>